Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen post on Tumblr. I'm joined with Eon. Hi, I'm Eon, Eon Blue Negative on Tumblr. Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, Guile and Subterfuge on Tumblr. Chicky. Hey, I'm Chicky, Chickren on Tumblr. And returning with us is Gato. Hi, I'm Gato, and you can find me at Gato Mischief on Tumblr. Always Yay. good to have you back, lady. Ooh. Okay, we are discussing Cersei 7, A Feast for Crows. Um, spoiler warnings, books and show, especially books. And when this one, it gets a bit sexual, so definitely trigger warnings for uh, rape. <clears throat> um, we have everyone roused from their sleep, and they're all gathered in the throne room. Word is a thousand ships are moving in. Arain Waters lets them know that they are not equally matched in ships or the quality of their sailors. The dogs are very upset about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I hear the dogs of war. <laughs> now. <laughs> this is very atmospheric. <laughs> yeah. um, he says, the Iron Men live their whole lives at sea. Kybern informs Cersei that it is the work of the new ironborn king, Euron Greyjoy, Balin's brother. Pycelle is uh, sure the Iron Men will raid, take their fill of plunder, and then return home like they've always done. And Marjorie tells him, you are wrong. It's a thousand ships, and the Iron King has replaced Lords of the Reach with his own men. And uh, Cersei is still a bit skeptical skeptical about it, you know, of being a thousand ships. She's convinced that they would have been seen if it was that many. She thinks it's Wyless Tyrell's fault and that Mace left the Reach in the hands of a hapless weakling. Whew. I gotta get in that dig about him <laughs> being handicapped. Nice job, Cersei. Oh, Very yeah. typical Cersei. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing she's not like in a long-term relationship with anyone with any physical disabilities. <laughs> It'd be super right? awkward otherwise. Yeah, well, I do like uh, the only thing that really concerns her about this whole situation is when she thinks about Arbor Gold and maybe it might be endangering the supply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> priorities. <laughs> I also love how she's, like, so exasperated by her weak counsel. She's like, you're the one who put these dummies in place. (laughs) She's looking for help, and there's none to be found. It's interesting to get that glimpse of, like, the actual quite politically savvy, um, you know, Marjorie. She's certainly up on all the information. It's just, it's fun, because I think we're used to the book version, or the show version of her, that we forget that we don't really see that kind of character in the books, except for these little glimpses like this right here, where she kind of let you kind of see her and she is like seemingly pretty capable and pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very, yeah, like yeah. They're, there's not a, there's not many mentioned, but yeah, when they're there, that's kind of striking. I don't know if it's maybe I'm colored by the show Marjorie and I'm looking for it now, but yeah, we might be. Yeah. Anyway, Cersei speculates the Ironborn and Stannis could all be aligned, and Meriwether agrees, and he calls Cersei clever. 
Cersei is convinced the attacks are a diversion from Dragonstone and Stannis's, on Stannis' part, and she refuses to lift the siege. Marjorie is losing her composure a bit, and, and uh, Loras, he puts his hand on her shoulder to kind of calm her. Marjorie tries to reason with Cersei, telling her that with enough men, Highgarden itself could be in danger. And Cersei is unmoved, tells Loras and Marjorie they can use pleasure boats, um, barges, ferries, river galleys, and skiffs. Fishing boats, yep, yeah. To defend their coast. Right. <laughs> Very Great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I mean, well, and it's not just, it's just so short-sighted. It's not just that she's not sympathetic with, with what their issue is. It's just like, you can't have your back door invaded, you idiot. <laughs> like, well, you and your back door, that's your entire food supply, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, all their supplies just, comes from there. Not all just wine, Cersei. Not just the wine, like, all the food. <laughs> why don't you have any self-preservation feelings here? I mean, like, and the way that she just downplays it and refuses to believe the reports, it's just like, oh my god. Hard-headed. And she's so consumed with just sticking it to Marjorie, and she, you keep seeing a she dare, you know, talk to me like this, and it's all, all is it. That's what it's all about. It's just sticking it to the Tyrells, and she's not even weighing, like you said, all those other important factors she should be thinking about. And you can at least see the Tyrells. You know, I think there's always a lot of, since we don't have a POV into the Tyrells at all, you people question their motives and they question what they're about. But you pretty clearly see what they're about here. You know, they are concerned with their land, with their, you know, with their bannermen, everything else. Like, they are behaving exactly how, you know... Frankly, they're behaving exactly how Tywin would be behaving if this was if the Westerlands were being raided instead of the Reach. Well, and they're not overstepping themselves at all. I mean, like he, they're sitting here begging basically for for Paxter Redwin's fleet. Keep in mind the their Redwins. Own men. I mean, they're their men. These are men from the Reach, right. and they are abiding by what Cersei wants. And it's like, what more do you want from these guys? I mean, they're well, going she wants along. them all to die. She does want them dead. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, they aren't even, even when it's to their own detriment, they're not um, basically bucking her orders, which they very well could do. Um, and it's it's just so frustrating. You're just like, why can't you see that, that you need these guys? Not only that, but they're being loyal to you and they are on your side and this is how you're treating them. Yeah. So anyway, Loris attempts to reason with Cersei again. He asks that word be sent to Lord Redwine at Dragonstone to raise their sails and be sent to assist the Reach. They can um, resume the siege later. Cersei tells him, So long as Dragonstone remains in the hands of Stannis Baratheon, it is a knife at my son's throat. The ships will stay where they are. And then she ends the meeting abruptly. And then I picked out a little bit. This audience is at an end. Grandmaster Pycelle, a word. The old man started as if her voice had woken him from some dream of youth, but before he could answer, Loris Tyrell strode forward so swiftly that the queen drew back in alarm. She was about to shout out for Sir Osmond to defend her when the Knight of Flowers sank to one knee. Your grace, let me take Dragonstone. His sister's hand went to her mouth. Loris, no. Sir Loris ignored her plea. It will take half a year or more to starve Dragonstone into submission, as Lord Paxter means to. Give me the command, Your Grace. The castle will be yours within a fortnight if I have to tear it down with my bare hands. No one had given Cersei such a lovely gift since Sansa Stark had run to her to divulge Lord Eddard's plans. She was pleased to see that Marjorie had gone pale. 
Your courage takes my breath away, Sir Loras, Cersei said. Lord Waters, are any of the new Germans fit to put in the sea? Sweet Cersei is, your grace, a swift ship than as strong as the queen she's named for. Splendid. Let sweet Cersei carry our knight of flowers to Dragonstone at once. Sir Loras, the command is yours. Swear to me that you shall not return until Dragonstone is Tommen's. I shall, your grace, he he rose. Cersei kissed him on both cheeks. She kissed his sister, too, and whispered, You have a gallant brother. Either Marjorie did not have the grace to answer, or fear had stolen all her words. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is why I am such a fucking Loras Tyrell fan. He is brave and noble and ridiculous in this scene. I mean, what he's talking about is basically a suicide mission to go and try to capture Dragonstone immediately. Um, you know, the the thing about Dragonstone is it's this tiny little island um, out in the middle of the water. And if you're able to get to it and get onto it, you know, if you if you don't have a naval challenge, which they don't, you still have to break through the the keep at Dragonstone. And it's like it's on it's against some cliffs. It's just really difficult to break into. I think the only way it's ever been done is with dragons before somebody correct me if I'm wrong. So is this, and, is this bravery or stupidity, though? <laughs> like, well, it's bravery because he, he's doing this to save his family. It's the only way he can get her to release all of these troops. He's He sees the way that this is going, and he's like, there's only one thing left to do, and that is to just, you know, give her what she wants so that we can get what we need. And so he's going to go basically sacrifice his life to save his family. Yeah. <sighs> so how do you think Jamie – I mean, I think of, like – you know, of all the things that Jamie would find out about if he ever came back to King's Landing. I feel like this one would especially appall him. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, I mean, you know, Jamie has a deep, begrudging respect for Loris. Right. I mean, and he sees well, and himself in him. It's his sworn brother, too, you know, like. That, too. I think that means something to him. Yeah, and it's it's like compare Loras to Jamie. You know, think about what happened at the beginning of the War of the Five Kings, where Jamie, even though he was a member of the Kingsguard, basically just went and joined Tywin in this illegal war that they decided to wage in the Riverlands. You know, against well, <laughs> if Catelyn Stark against... hadn't have nabbed Tyrion, none of this would have happened. <laughs> okay, well, yes, true, but but they did decide to wage this illegal war against the Tullys in order to get back at Catelyn and and the Starks. And Ned, or I mean, not Ned, Jamie just took off and, and left the King's Guard duties and just went and did his own Lannister thing and compare that to Loras, who is very much trying to be a member of the King's Guard and trying to stay within, you know, the parameters of, of the, the monarchy's, you know, system of leadership. Um, he's just being so fucking noble here that I kind of can't stand it. And yeah. uh, this is this is why he really does deserve a lot more respect than he gets. And I'm going to go ahead and say, especially on the show, because this, this guy is brave and noble as fuck. Right. He's younger, too. He's not as jaded. So, yeah, I mean, for Jamie, it's a little bit easier for him to kind of, you know, like you said, to wage that illegal war that he goes out on for his brother. Whereas well, I think 19 year old Jamie would have done the exact same thing. You think so? He would have. 33 year old Jamie would have done the exact well, same thing. I know 33 year old Jamie would have. <laughs> I'd have to think about the 19-year-old Jamie. Let me have a moment. <laughs> Everybody stay quiet. Just let lots. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so Cersei is once again quite pleased with herself. Um, if Loras takes the castle, it would be a huge loss for Stannis. If Loras fails, she'll be able to place all the blame on him. 
and if he dies, Sir Osney will be there to comfort Marjorie. It makes her downright giddy, and a laugh escapes her lips. Pycelle is surprised by the outburst. Cersei is seriously over Pycelle at this point, especially his objections. She thinks this one has outlived his usefulness. He even has the audacity to object to her resorting, restoring the faith militant. I kind of like that little <laughs> moment. <laughs> like yeah. Pycelle was probably like I've I've been a Pycelle's like been a toady his whole life. It's probably like really awkward for him to like even figure out how to oppose the ruler. You know, he is he doesn't know how to do it clearly. <laughs> Um, Kyburn reminds Cersei, if Sir Loras falls, your grace will need to find another worthy champion. And he has just the champion in mind. Um, he claims that he'll protect your son, kill your enemies, keep your secrets. No man living will be able to withstand him. And uh, Cersei has already had the armor ordered. And uh, the armorer thought she was mad when I guess she gave the measurements. And he says, no man is strong enough to move and fight in such a weight of plate. Cersei threatens Kyburn with a painful death if he makes a fool of her. It's exciting. (laughs) I mean, it's like, she's even threatening the people who are doing what she wants. Is that foreshadowing? Like, no man living can defeat him? Yeah, I wondered that. I I, I had the same weird feeling, you know, when I read it for this. And I... I don't know what they mean by that. Uh, you know, well, there's a whole theory that Brienne will be the one to kill the mountain, to kill Gregor. I like books. that. I like that. <laughs> I don't, because I don't want them in the same proximity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, the I, Hound I, is terrible. dead. Was, yeah, what was that well, called? the Hound is dead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying, oh, is, don't they call that, like, Harrenball? I'm not even sure what it's called. Isn't that Brienne and, and Gregor? Oh, um, um, I completely like. I'm, I'm probably wrong. I don't know. No, you you might actually be right. Yeah, I think there is there, there is Heron there's Ball, like a camp. Is it Heronbull? It might be Heronbull. I'm not sure. Um, actually, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just I just remember <laughs> the name. But I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, there's so many but, bowls, you know, but that sounds right. <laughs> I think yeah, it was well, that I mean, one. but Bowl comes to mind too because, like you said, yeah, Sander Sander is quote unquote dead. Right. Yeah, the Hound is dead. Or, you know, there's a white, I guess, or... What was that? There's whites, or maybe it's Lady Stoneheart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or or Jon Snow. (laughs) Yeah, or Jon Snow, yeah. Uh, It's both hands. Well, or Dragon, or Daenerys. I mean, I guess, like, (laughs) you don't need to list all of the possible people (laughs) or things that can kill Gregor. Or Drogo. A moon boy. <laughs> he trips over Sir Pounce and falls into like wildfire. That would be <laughs> awesome. That would be so awesome. The Pounce that was promised. <laughs> so uh, Cersei gets back to her bedchamber where um, she awakens Taina. Um, she has been keeping Cersei company most nights. Um, because Cersei hates to sleep alone. Cersei confides in her of the events of the evening, and when Tana asks about Storm's End, Cersei becomes suspicious. She warns her that if she ever betrays her, she will give her to Kyburn. It would make her weep, but she would do it. Tana reassures Cersei that she would never give her cause to weep, and uh, that she is there to serve. And then things get sexy. <laughs> Cersei admires Tana's body and wonders what it would be like to kiss her and use her. 
And uh, she thinks of the painful sex she had with Robert and how the only time she ever got wet was when was on their wedding night. She used to pretend that he was Rager to get herself through it. And I also selected a passage. Oh, I was kind of hoping you would. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <clears throat> for Robert, those nights never happened. Come morning, he remembered nothing, or so he would have had her believe. Once, during the first year of their marriage, Cersei had voiced her displeasure the next day. You hurt me, she complained. He had the grace to look ashamed. It was not me, my lady, he said in a sulky, sullen voice, like a child caught stealing apple cakes from the kitchen. It was the wine. I drink too much wine. To wash down his admission, he reached for his horn of ale. As he raised it to his mouth, she smashed her own horn in his face. So hard she chipped a tooth. Years later, at a feast, she heard him telling a serving wench how he'd crack the tooth in a melee. Well, our marriage was a melee, she reflected, so he did not lie. <laughs> oh, God. Some of this is... So, it's its tough in this chapter because this is Cersei at about her most despicable. But there's also some, some really... Um, dark moments about her relationship with Robert that make you very sympathetic, like that he would rape her all the time, which, you know, is, is terrible. And just the fact that she was just so bitterly unhappy and that they just never had a moment where they, they weren't just, you know, basically hating one another. (laughs) You know, I've tried to figure out like why I, you know, why I have sympathy and I can still like Robert, whereas I don't have any sympathy for Cersei. Because, I I mean, I think I agree with everything you said, and I think it comes down to, for me, it's like, you know, what we see of Robert is he's fairly decent. He's kind of a shallow guy, but he's a fairly decent person to, like, everyone but Cersei, where Cersei's horrible to everyone. And so it's just like there was so much, you know, there's so much hate. And, I mean, I don't think the wine had that much to do with it. I think it's the fact that he fucking hated her, and she hated him. Oh, Oh, yeah. You know, it's like... It's it's not that he's a drunk. I mean, he wasn't hurting all of these other women that he's with. He just really hate. You know, he was horrible to her, and she was horrible to him. And we don't know, you know that ugh. though, right? We don't. We have no way of knowing that about Robert. I mean, we're. Assuming. I mean, I think you. Well, there's hear. that one, like the young girl that the one that has the baby and little fingers that they kill. Like she's. Very. Oh, I just wanted to be with Robert. Like she was very sweet about Robert. Mm. I don't know. I don't think yeah. we've ever heard of another woman being less than sweet about Robert. Um, yeah, no, I, I've never really questioned that. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Robert um, had very negative feelings both about Cersei and about just the Lannisters in general. And as he grew more resentful, I think his treatment of of both Cersei and probably the kids her, got yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I'm not in any way excusing his behavior. On the other hand, I can just imagine what having Cersei for a spouse would be like, and it probably would be a living hell. Oh well, yeah. Um, I mean, so they... I mean, yeah. I, I think that I think that the um, destructiveness in the marriage definitely probably went both ways, but. Um, I mean, regardless, it's just, it is horrible to hear about her having to just, like, lay there at night waiting for him to show up and rape her. I mean, that's terrible. That's just, ugh. Yeah. Uh, And And then she killed him, so it had a happy ending. She did get him. (laughs) She did get her own back in the end. He had it coming. No, I'm I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna keep singing with you if I don't Cersei didn't believe Robert had no idea what he did to her over the years the sex lessened to maybe once a year 
Tana asks Cersei if she is... Happy birthday, Sex. (laughs) (laughs) Name day, Sex. (laughs) Uh, Tana asks Cersei if she is feeling well. She has a strange look in her eyes. Cersei calls her a good and true friend when suddenly there's a knock at the door. Uh, The guardsman informs her a distraught Lady Felice is there to see her. Reluctantly, Cersei greets the woman in her solar. Lady Felice's face is bruised and swollen. She was hit in the face by Bronn. Um, the lance he had on uh, with a lance, the lance he had unhorsed her husband with in a trial by combat. Sir Balman's legs were crushed under the horse, and Lady Felice was hit to make him confess. Cersei was behind the plot to kill him. Once Bronn had his confession, he put a dagger through Lord Balman's eye. Lady Felice was allowed to flee, leaving her ailing mother behind at Stokeworth. And uh, Cersei plows the poor woman with wine and calls for Kyburn. When he arrives, Cersei dons a smile and reassures Felice that he'll take good care of her. I felt so oh sick God. reading this this oh, passage. Yeah. I kind of forgot about it, honestly. Oh, because I, this is how Cersei rewards loyalty right here. I like I'm, I'm all about like Kyburn and Cersei shenanigans, and I kind of play light with it. But this was really just misery. Like this poor woman. Oh, this oh, poor yeah. woman who agreed to, to kill, you know, she and her husband agreed to kill Bronn, who's done literally nothing other than also be loyal to Cersei by refusing to fight the mountain. So it's like, I mean, I'm totally Don't you think not this is a bit much? <laughs> it's a bit of an overreaction, <laughs> but, you know, let's not play the violin too much for Felice and her husband, who kind of, you know, her husband got what's coming to him. Although... They you didn't know, outright assassin him. Care. They they offered him trial by combat, which is crazy. But yeah. Balman seems to be like the more honorable type where he just wasn't in for just killing a man. He was like, okay, let's just have it out. Well, and I still question that Braun wasn't involved in, in Lady Tanda's accident as well. Um, it certainly sounds like he very well may have been involved in it. So I kind of... D- Balman or Felice for... Or Balman or Felice for trying to, to get rid of Braun. Um Oh God! It's just no matter what, though she's been she's been loyal to Cersei, as was Balman. You know they were loyal to her and did exactly what she wanted them to do. Maybe not the way she wanted, but they did what she wanted. And her response to to the failure is this. I mean, it's just uh, it's sickening. I mean, well, and it's so funny because you hear these apologists for Jamie. You know, these not apologists, but these people saying, oh, you know, Cersei, you know, Cersei was telling Jamie that they could have just tried to frighten Bran, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, bullshit. Like, she could have frightened Felice here. You, you think Felice couldn't have been frightened to keep her fucking mouth shut? Oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure she could have. Yeah, sure. Like, mm. and instead, it's not even like she just, like, poisons her, which would have been no, a kind she, she got a horrible you know? deal. Mm-hmm. Right, oh, like, yeah. like, yeah. like, I'd rather this die. Is- <laughs> This is why I have such a problem with, you know, you know, be a fan of whatever you want. But if you're going to be a fan of Cersei, 
you got to be a fan of this part of Cersei too. <laughs> I mean, like, you you got to you got to remember that this part exists, and she is a pretty despicable human being. I mean, with and there's no excuse for it. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, misogyny, blah blah blah. It's like, okay, well, look, every woman in Westeros is experiencing misogyny. Most of them to greater well, degrees than Cersei yeah. ever has or ever will. And, and the fact yeah. that and she has all this privilege too. She's she's from the richest family well, in, not in the country. That. We open the chapter when she is in a position of absolute power. Yeah. She's calling yeah. all the shots. Don't bitch to me about, don't <laughs> tell me about her position in society. Like, she is at the top of the friggin' heap. Yeah, she is. She really she is. And what she does with the power that she gets is be as bad or worse a misogynist as anyone she ever met. <laughs> it's yeah. just hard for me to have much sympathy with her. When you keep that in mind, it's not that what happens to Cersei isn't awful because it is, but it's like here's what she does with it, rather than than you know, I mean, the turning turning it into a, a fight like say Danny or someone. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge Danny fan, but I would never say what? that Danny is a human <laughs> being. Um, you know, this is just beyond the pale. I, for me, this is this is kind of it. Whenever I think about what happens to Felice, I just my stomach turns and I'm just like, ugh, yeah, how could how. How can you excuse this in a person? I mean, I think I don't know. Cersei got exactly what she, she got off a lot less. She got off so far quite easier than she should have. She was just being punished for the wrong thing. Well, I mean, when we get to that, I haven't. I, that's that's the thing. I mean, you're reading these chapters, and I remember this even on my first read through. I remember going. Oh God! I hope something happens to this woman. I hope she gets it. I hope she gets it. I hope she gets and it then because when this is it just does. so awful. And then when she does, you're like, "Fuck!" Well, fuck this is what I wanted, <laughs> right? I know, right? <laughs> no, I still want it. Oh my <laughs> gosh! You belong in Westeros, Kyle. <laughs> I just, I just wish that it's hard seeing it. Or the reason, she, yeah. I don't know. I, I really dislike her. I don't care. I just wish, like. The reasons weren't gross. Yeah. Guile is ready to play the Game of Thrones. <laughs> She's ready to move to Westeros. <laughs> I mean, and ascend to the throne. Go ahead, Eon. No, something's going to happen to her. I mean, just everything that she's done, it's it's coming sometime. The chickens oh, yeah. are coming home to roost. <laughs> yeah, maybe not next book, but one of these days. Who knows? We'll never... We'll never find out. We'll never know. So <clears throat> it just makes my stomach turn. Just I mean, imagining what Kyburn's doing to these these women, though, because it's like, oh yeah, uh, whenever yeah. Sin- with Sinel, he was saying that she was exhausted, and then it's like with the puppeteers, they're quite eased up, and I'm just like, oh god, I don't even want to know. Think- like for like oh. George R. R. Martin for like. He, for not including the details of it, it just makes it like that much more. It's kind of like yeah. the jaws of Think about right? it. Yeah, I exactly. Figured it's like Jeffrey Dahmer, how he was trying to make people into like sex zombies. Oh, like yeah. that's what Kyburn's doing, kind of. Oh, I never knew. Yeah, that. because he was using females, correct? What was that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he using females for his experiments? Females. Yeah, he's one yeah. woman for his work. Yeah. Well, he had some boys yeah. too. I know a lot about Dahmer. I was going to say Kyburn or Dahmer. Who are we even talking about? Oh, no, no. I was talking about Kyburn. (laughs) Oh, I think Kyburn just used females. You're right. Yeah, because I remember it being a point of saying, oh, yeah, I need another female. And then, you know, Cersei's like, oh, here, take take her. why. Like, because if you think, like, it has something to do with what he's with Frank and Gregor, like, why is he using females? Yeah, why is that relevant? 
Yeah, yeah that's why I don't think it has anything to do with that. Gregor needs a, a new boop job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's that they're I'm not gonna it's smaller like, and easier for him to deal with. Or is he, like, breeding them to Gregor? <laughs> oh, gosh. Ew. With Tywin's head. <laughs> now I can never unsee that. God. <laughs> and he has, like, Jesus. eight boobs. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, oh. literally, is he, like, breeding up a... He breeding up, like, half-zombie giant, oh. you know, somethings? This is like if you want me to I can I should probably stop this, but I'm in, I, I'm gonna stop this. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I love that we were stop. talking about the ministry of like what he does back there and we're already coming up with our with worse ideas. I know, because I was about to say the human centipede. Like, oh no. my god. Oh, oh, god. <laughs> you can send that <laughs> fan George art too. Don't let George hear this. <laughs> Please send that fan art to Eon Blue Negative <laughs> Tumblr.com. <laughs> so Cersei once again complains that she's surrounded by enemies and imbeciles. She remarks she can't even trust Jamie. Uh, Cersei returns to bed um, and she fingers Tana. Then she rolls over and goes to sleep. That's the end. <laughs> This is what I want to read. You're crazy if you think I'm going to read this. That's a Patreon exclusive for $100. I might read that passage. I'll read it. It's very clinical, though, the seed. Like, it's Cersei is, like, so not into it. She's, like, even imagining, like, her fingers just... Are like a boar's tusk doesn't do anything for her. It's the very ending of it when she's thinking about her nights with Robert. That is like the sordid, like the sordid poetry of George R. R. Martin. <laughs> and the it's place because it's like she is into it though because she's been looking at at Tana sexually since the moment she met her. So there is a sexual element to it, but it's like she just twists it with this whole, you know, basically trying to reenact a rape with her and it's just it's uncomfortable and it's hard to to read but at the same time it's vaguely fascinating i mean like honestly i'm a little surprised that george went here even after i mean i mean george you know george loves to write his sex scenes don't get me wrong but i mean it's just such an interesting idea that he even went to this with her i mean like it makes sense with her character but i've always just been like wow like i would have never even thought to do this and he did and it's oh well, she, like you said, she's becoming Robert, right? Exactly. Like, this is just yeah. more yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. She is becoming Robert, and this is, you know, she wants to rape so she wants to rape a woman because she's becoming Robert, yeah. and it's just like, oh, God. And I think definitely the... Just, oh. She's developed a sudden fondness for Ned Stark. Yeah, and she's even saying, it's just the wine. I had a flag in with my supper right whenever it starts, and at the very end of the chapter, it says it had never happened. So she's pretending yeah. it didn't happen. yeah. Which is interesting, because you would think that someone who's gone through it wouldn't want to, like, you know, uh, put that onto someone else. But this is Cersei here. No and she finds me. power, you know, she tr- finds power in every little thing. Because I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, she said something about how she wanted to claim her, what was hers? Or something like that. I can't remember yeah, what the yeah. exact wording was. Yeah. Like, she's just doing it to, like, I don't, to just do it. <laughs> like, ah, I have the right to do it. <laughs> 
I think God. too the placement of the scene is especially telling the way that uh, George has written like we just it follows the scene with Felice and it's so horrible and then to go into a sex scene I'm like this is the last thing I want to read <laughs> right now this is I am not in the mood George <laughs> well think of it Cersei must be like so unburdened by getting rid of Felice at this point like oh she's so relieved she's just gonna go have a little rape afterwards. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's almost oh, like you know how Eris he would get turned on by seeing people, yeah, you know, catch a fire and everything. And I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering if that actually like sending who she's Falsy to Kybern turned her on, maybe. Like who? Yeah, who is she? Who oh. is she turning into? Robert or Ares? Right. How murder turns her on? Both. Both. She's she's in many ways the worst of both. Um. Yeah. It's uh. I mean, it's just like, I just want some hot girl-on-girl action. Why is this all I end up with? Well, think of, like, the best you can get of hot, like, boy-on-boy or boy-on-girl action in the series. Like, it's really slim pickings. Yeah. I mean, it could have been, this scene actually could have been hot if it hadn't been, like, right after the whole Felice thing, I think. That, and if you maybe take out the boar tusks part, but... Other than I mean, that, it's pretty hot. Mirror Swamp is not hot. That's not a hot sounding. No, it sounds disgusting. It sounds, it sounds so like, putrid. Like, like you want a shower? Yeah. <laughs> you want a shower? <laughs> we all need a shower. <laughs> I just had a shower. I gotta take another one. <laughs> I'm taking a shower after. Wash this. this chapter out of our hair. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of the chapter review. I don't know. Is there anything I missed or anybody want to go back to anything? I kind of flew through some parts you may have noticed. Bless you. I'll get to take that as a no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mailbag. You got letters Uh, for us? I do. I got some some letters. Um, We got an Anon that said, What a great episode. The in-depth discussions about the faith were really interesting. On the topic of the ship names, I agree that it's really weird of Xerxes to agree to name a ship after Renly, but I always assume there was a lot of pressure on this point because the official story is that his ghost was the hero of the Blackwater battle. That's a really good thought. Yeah. That's a really good thought. Good hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. Remember BLJ got did those really cute illustrations with sexy Renly's Renly sexy ghost. I forgot about that. I'm haunting you. Uh, Let's see. We got an Anon that said, just wanted to say you guys are awesome. I'm loving the Xerxes chapters. Great analysis as always. Also, congratulations on almost 100 episodes. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. It's coming up. We're amazed too. (laughs) I can't believe it. I only thought we'd have maybe 12, and that would be it. Oh, we all did at the beginning, yeah. didn't we? Isn't that, isn't yeah. that all we thought it would be? Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Start, started at the bottom, and now we're here. <laughs> now we're in the middle. <laughs> now we're in the middle. <laughs> now we're yeah. barely above the bottom. Right. <laughs> Was that it for letters? Oh, we got two more, okay? Okay. One's from Stephen Yates. It was an email. It says, hi, guys. Thank you for the A Feast for Sows, A Feast for Crows, Cersei chapters. They're some of your best episodes to date. I agree. Pers- Sorry, <laughs> I think so too. We're having pretty much pretty 
We're having a lot of fun doing these. I mean, I'm loving doing them. I think yeah. they're so much fun. I want to do more, fun. more chapters. We should do brand chapters next. I want Ooh, Tyrion. I, want, I want to do brand chapters, I want too. Tyrion. Brand chapters. <laughs> Let's brand, take I brand want now. not Tyrion, too. I want to. We should just ask. Like, Let's take a poll. We should do. Let's, Let's take a poll. Yeah, like Can a we do a poll? Yeah. We should do a poll. Gato, make us a poll. I don't know. I just think she'd be really good at it. All right. He says, personally, I can never understand the criticisms that are leveled at A Feast for Crows as the book contains probably the best insights into some of the most popular characters such as Jamie, Cersei, and Brienne, and your podcasts are demonstrating the fact perfectly. Here's an entertaining thought you might enjoy. What if Brienne is the Valonqar? After all, Cersei was instrumental in getting him chucked out the window, so... It would be only apt, would it not? How will he achieve this, being so far away? Will he warg into Franken-Gregor? Like yourselves, I find these prophecies slightly tedious, but the thought of an eight-foot armor-plated Bran Stark beating the crap out of Xerxes, Kyburn, and all the rest of that sorry honorage is most attractive. Yes, it I is. I do hope George R. R. Martin goes down this route. Love to hear your thoughts. I think that would be pretty awesome. But doesn't Frankengregor not have a head? So, like, what would, like, if he doesn't have a brain, how would Bran warg into it? I would, I wonder if, like, maybe, like, he'd have to, like, be in the Godswood somehow. Like, they'd have to have Cersei and Frankengregor in, like, the Godswood. Isn't there a Godswood in King's Landing? Uh Yeah, Yeah, Sansa used to hang out there. Yeah. Maybe he could, like, he could channel. If they were in the Godswood, somehow he could probably do something with the. I mean, like whisper, <laughs> kill. If you're gonna put the brand factor in there, I mean, the the little brother could be anybody, really. I mean, because yeah. it would be brand. Oh, yeah, he's the literally. little brother. He could warg into anybody and kill Cersei. Well, I think Arya is a popular choice too because Cersei is literally on her kill list. Mm-hmm. Oh, brand could warg into yeah. Arya. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Arya could warg into a cat, <gasps> into Sir Pounce, because we know she can warg into cats, who then purposely trips Frank and Gregor, who falls into wildfire, and as he's rolling around in agony, rolls onto Cersei, who dies. I don't know. <laughs> Chokes her. He has to roll on her neck, Ariel. Yeah, right. Are you so love, glad you asked favorite, us to my speculate? My favorite part of that message. My favorite part of that message is that Stephen had the subject be Frankenbrand. Frankenbrand, I knew. Frank I missed that. Oh, that's great. Excellent. Coin the phrase. Uh, we got another message from Lady Warblade Angel. Angel, and um, I'll just read a, the ending part. And it says, "I love the episode. It was great. You guys, guys, cat cracked me up." I don't think Watkins will kill your RPG characters. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I think he will. He's already um, told us that could he's, happen. He, he's planning on it. I'm sure he is. Probably because he enjoys the whole story just as much as you guys. LOL. I will attempt to get you guys more listeners. I'm like the only Game of Thrones fan in my family. Well, they watch the show, but just don't want to listen to podcasts. But eventually I'll convince them. LOL. Oh <laughs> And Hot Pie and Cheese Boy need to open their own restaurant. I don't know where that came from. It happens too much that I get random thoughts. LOL. I'll be really happy to listen to your live podcast, and hopefully I'll be able to join in. 
do feel free to send me more details and such. I think she wants to do the live podcast. Ooh, we should talk about that. <clears throat> so she, yeah, she is doing the live podcast, isn't she? She is. Yeah. She oh, yeah, confirmed. Baby. So yeah, we've been confirming um, previous guests to uh, be a part of the live show. So Gato, you're going to be there as well, I believe. Confirmed yep. you, right? Yes, okay. she is. <laughs> Did we just stop being so no exasperated by this chicken? I'm going to do it every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I do. I pin them down. <laughs> uh, so we armed in the podcast. Yep, we've been, we're encouraging everybody to um, get a Mixler account, mixlr.com. Um, Guile started up a trial room for us to kind of get into the flow of things and. By all accounts, it was quite successful. I'm sorry I missed it. We had a lot of fun in our test run. It was really fun. Yeah, and we're going to do another, I think, right? So, Yep, I think we'll do yep. maybe 15 minutes or half an hour, um, and I'll put something out as we schedule that. And then, um, just FYI, the live broadcast is on Friday, February 5th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm and we, yeah. it's on our Tumblr, on our Twitter, etc., it's exciting. I, ho- I hope it goes well. <laughs> if not, we're blaming you. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Clearly uh, we're blaming me. <laughs> I'm blaming me. <laughs> I wanted to go back, too, because um, we did get a message, and Eon, you did point it out to me, and I totally forgot to incorporate it into the podcast. It was a question from Anon on Tumblr. They asked, how do you, th- how do you think Jamie would react if he found out that Cersei was cheating on him with a woman? I think he would still be mad. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Yeah. Because she's still yeah. she, she's not being loyal to him. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think he would think cheating is cheating no matter if it's a man or a woman. But I yeah. think like if you just pile her on, it's like just one more person after Moonboy, I think he's a bit exasperated at this point. It's like, oh, okay, well <laughs> not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it would defi- it would depend on when he found out that, that- that she was with Tiana probably at this point yeah. he'd probably be like oh well, well oh right yeah surprise it's an afterthought typical <laughs> okay so thank you for all your messages everybody please send yeah. us more um I just wanted to call out to um Clotho and I were able to guest on um Got Thrones Game of Thrones podcast last week and I think um we might have had their name wrong on the podcast. I wanted to make sure that we gave them a shout out with the damn it, Guile. Name. <laughs> I was gonna get to that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I wanted to think what I wanted to. Uh, I had it written. <laughs> I'm sorry. Reversing their real name. <laughs> I just like repeated it to myself all night. Oh. Got Thrones. Got Thrones. Got Thrones. <laughs> I did want to personally thank them though for having yeah. us on. We had fun with you guys, and um, we're ha- we're excited when you are going to join us. For an episode in late March, so that's something else to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, and those episodes were great. Like, I think we retweeted them on our Twitter, and I think we were going to put a Tumblr post together with both of them, so everybody can go listen to them. They were really good. Go listen to <laughs> Clotho and Kyle cheat on us. <laughs> yeah, we've heard the them out anytime you want. Yeah, for the Cersei Lannister podcast. For all we know. Okay, so send us messages at close the door and at gmail.com, close the door and come here.tumblr.com. Like and review us on iTunes, please, so we can get more listeners so Lady Blade doesn't have to harass her family. <laughs> please support us on Patreon. Uh, you can find us there at close the door. Um, thank you for podcasting, everybody. 
<laughs> Thank you for being such an awesome host. You're welcome. <laughs> I will take that compliment. <laughs> you deserve that compliment. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Good night. Bye. 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 <laughs>